Yes, people. Welcome to the Property Strategies Podcast. Lads, introduce yourself, lads. Yo, guys, it's Kenny. Why is your energy low, bro? What? I need Why is to... my energy low? Because it's because it's night time, innit? You know them ones, it's mellow time. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. We're saying yo, now. people, yo, people, it's Akin, your boy Akin here. Yeah, man, I'm here, man. I'm in Burns, by the way. I'm in Burns, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. How'd you, so what, did you drive up? Did you, like, how'd you get up there? Let's not talk about transportation things, you get me? Let's not, let's not, let's not tell them how I got here. No, I'm joking. I took train, you know. <laughs> I took train, I took train, but what? it was so empty, so empty on the way up here. So yeah, PPE. Do you have a everything, hat? everything, gloves, mask, um, do rag, mm. so I'm saying hoodie, everything, man protective. You get me? Yeah. It's someone's birthday soon as well. Like what are you yeah, doing? What, what is that gonna be a Zoom call? What are we gonna do? <laughs> I'm trying to go I might tweet it, you know, put pressure on him, you know. I'll do that, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> you get a couple, couple people saying happy birthday. Oh, how old are you? How old are you? Oh, oh. I'm scared. Right. Big man, don't ask them questions. I thought you are 25, no? 23, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> them uncles there. Them uncles there. Okay. Oh, uncle. I'm not 30, though. Just know that I'm not 30. That's okay. it. Well, 20s, gang. 20s, gang. So you need to know, innit? But yeah, mm. obviously, today we're talking about. How to find your JV partner, joint venture partner. And the reason we thought we'd bring this episode to you lot today was because obviously, Corona's happened now. Everyone's talking about property and how the property market is going to, you know, um, collapse, blah, blah, blah. Or we no one knows what's going to happen after. There's going to be opportunities. Just people are saying all sorts. Everyone's saying what they want to say. But obviously, we do know that there will be opportunity post Corona. So, and a lot of people are, you know, been talking about joint ventures and, you know, join up with partners to kind of do a deal or two. Um, so we thought it would be good to kind of talk about what a joint venture deal is, um, how powerful it can be, um, the good, the bad about it, and how to structure one. And just give you examples, really. So when you go out there and start trying to find deals and stuff and or starting your property journey, maybe it might make sense to jump on with certain people at certain stages. So, but yeah, without further ado, let's jump straight into it. What is a joint venture agreement? All right. I'll start off then. Um, So to me, it's like, let's say uh, me and Akin want to go into business and um, he has something. So I want to go into business for with him, particularly because he has something that I don't have. For example, he might have... Um, a certain thing that I want so he might know a bit about about architectural stuff Mm. and I don't know anything about that but I need someone on board who does then I could say let me do a joint venture with him Mm. and all it is is me getting um, access to his resources that I that I didn't have and that's basically what a joint venture is it's it's access to something that you didn't have that you need so just to build on what Kenny's saying I think um Joint ventures, again, we know how powerful they are because we're doing them ourselves. Um, I guess the biz- biggest example of what a joint venture is is, is what usually when someone with money meets someone with expertise or a, a, diff- a specific skill, so like let's say a builder, um, mm. and someone that's good at finance, and then sort of they come together um, to do a deal, basically, or, and, and they find a project. So, yeah, this is, this is one of the biggest, you know, powerful powerful most powerful strategies in property because although you can get you know a job and raise finance that way uh, or or um or you want to particularly maybe you want to go into a project so you want to you know spend time learning that project you might not be able to do both at the same time so in this instance you get to team up and partner with people who you know lack can you say lack in the area where you know you need some you know resources or knowledge or or finance and then you're basically coming together to do a particular deal obviously we might give some examples of sort of deals that you can do with that or that work with that but essentially that's that's how i see joint ventures yeah Mm. Yeah. just to conclude on that i think the most important point about a joint venture or setting up one or even considering going into one is it has to be mutually beneficial 
Yeah. Like both of you must be gaining from it because otherwise one person is not going to have motivation to do it or to, to kind of be working hard on it. Do you know what I mean? So both of you have to be benefiting from it. So in essence, that's a joint venture agreement. Now, there are different types of joint venture agreements. Um, I think we kind of categorize it into kind of two different types. Yeah. Uh, I know one of them is Akin. Um, so one of them is profit split. Uh, I'll go in a little bit detail about how our profit split works, but there's basically there's, there's profit split and then there's what we call um, a loan agreement or we call an, an interest, interest loan basically. Um, so with, with the, um, the split profit, essentially what's happening is that, I'll give an example actually, um, let's say that for example, I'm looking to take on a property, I want to buy a property, um, it's a, like a BPPLR kind of you know, strategy I want to use. So I've basically gone out there, found an investor who can give me um, 100K um, for the property. Um, then to do the refurb for the property, it's another 10K. And then for like the taxes and other fees, it's another 10K. So essentially to, the cost of the project is 130K. Um, once we you know, re, um, refinance the, the project, or let's say we just sell the, the property off um, just, just, just as a flip, we want to sell it off and we make, let's say, 160K from the, from, from the deal, then the profit would be 30K. And so the profit split that I'll do with the investor would be 50-50, let's for example. Um, so he would, he would eat like 15K and then I would take 15K. Okay. So, um, so, so just to go over that quickly, because you mentioned 10K and 10K, but I'm assuming that you meant um, 20K refurb and then 10K with like the taxes. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah, so it's 100K for the property, 20K um, for the refurb and then like 10K okay. for like, the, the taxes and other fees. So altogether, it costs 130K. Yeah. And then you sell it for 160, meaning you get 30k profit, and then you split the profit between you and the other guy. Basically. Exactly. So if it was a 50 50, a 50 50 50 50 profit split, then at the end of it, once we sell it off for 160k, that 30k profit I would split 50 50 with the investor that I went into the deal with. Yeah. So right, cool. That, in that example bit there, you're basically saying you're someone who finds the deal, for instance, yeah, and manage all the process, right? That's yeah. the you're bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for example, I might be, I might, I'm right now I'm based in Birmingham, so I might find like a rundown property um, that should be on the market for, you know, based on this area and research and stuff. It should be based on, you know, it, it should be worth more, but I'm finding, you know, find a property that's kind of rundown a little bit. I bought it for 100k. Um, I want to do, like I said, I want to do this beach for last strategy, or I want to do a flip. So I'm putting value into it. I'm, you know, I'm spending you know, 20k to kind of get it up to value or to the value is true value. Um, Paying the hour, to the 10k I'm using to do all the fees and everything like that, and then I'm selling it for for 160k. So that's that's where the profit is in in, in selling it off. Um, but basically, because um, the investor was able to fund that deal, um, and I've been able to bring the knowledge and the sort of expertise, we was able to kind of come together and then do a deal together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. That makes sense. And yeah. the other other type. The other so type is the example, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So other type, so loan agreement. Yeah, maybe Kenny, do you want to explain the loan agreement? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, so for this one, it's basically the same thing. So you've got an investor. Um, so you might have the knowledge and they might have the money. So you've got an investor who's down to give you everything for the project. So the same project, 100K property, 20K refurb, 10K taxes. So they're giving everything. So you've now got 130K used on a property and you spent 20K to do the refurb and you've obviously spent... 10k for other things that might come up like taxes and things now you've sold it for the same price 160 after the refurb um and then you're split and then like rather than the other one which is the profit share where you split 50 50 which is 15k each in this case you might tell them all right you've given me 130k um as a loan and i'm going to pay you back 10 percent so um you know you might say i want to pay you back like an annual fee of 10% of the of what you've given me. So in that year, let's say you get the whole works done in the year. All right, you gave me 130K, so I owe you 13K. Okay. okay. So, so that would be what they would get from it. Okay. And you would obviously keep 17K for yourself. Ah, okay. okay. I have to read for it as well. Obviously, we're, we're naming some big numbers, isn't it? Like 100K, 130K. Yeah, yeah. This can work at any level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be, for example, you're going to JV and all you need is 40K. Maybe or twenty k. Maybe you're already based on the money, and you just need some money. Or let's say, even for the profit split, you might just need a little bit of money. For the loan agreement, you literally might just need a little bit of money, but you're still offering kind of return. So, 
them or talk of them whatever mm-hmm. so again that will be yeah okay cool. Yeah, okay, cool so I think now we kind of know what a, what a joint venture is we know the different two different types of them um is it is it all glitz and glam though like is it would you say there's some negative side because to um joint venturing would you say there's some positives about it what would you say are like negatives about joint venturing because off, off, off the top of my head, I don't think joint venturing is for everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, Why would you say that? Why would you say that? For a couple of reasons. I mean, one reason is the fact that some people might never like working with people. Mm. Mm. That's true. You might not have the temperament to work with someone. You might prefer working by yourself. That's, That's there. It might not work for you because you might feel like you're dependent on someone else. The pace they're working, you know, it might, it might not work for you. Do you know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's I guess that's what yeah. I would say. And like, another thing as well. So there's obviously a narrative that people have all the time about JVs just in general, which is, wait, but why would someone just give you their money for small profits? Mm. Like, across the whole year or across the whole loan. So let's say someone's giving you 130K, all right. And then for you to pay them back um, with 10% interest, so let's say that you give them 13K. In their minds, they might see it as, yeah, but why would someone give you such a large amount for that small bit? And even on a smaller scale, like um, someone can say that. But at the end of the day, we come with a whole narrative that, okay, but it's sitting in your bank doing nothing. Like you're probably getting, you know, just a couple hundred pounds in that same year. But then if you flip the narrative a bit, um, it could actually be, more worthwhile to not do a JV in some mm. situations where the profits um, won't be that great um, because let's say that it's cheaper, that the property is a lot cheaper, then it may not be worthwhile. And mm. saying expensive doesn't need to be funds. It may be that you're giving away too much when you could get it done yourself. So for yeah. example, you can do a 50-50 split on like a much cheaper project, but then in hindsight, you could have raised that money yourself, mm. you know, to, to get the the job done and you haven't given away you know 50% of your profits and things like that when you could have just raised the money just from getting it from a friend or from a credit card or from whatever type of other way that you could have done it so maybe sometimes um, it is more expensive to do JV and that's not just in terms of funds but about what you're giving away Mm -hmm. and in some cases it might be more expensive so it might be worthwhile to not do a JV yeah, I think you made an important point. I think it's not necessarily it, 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 that JV is a bad thing, but it needs to be used in you know in the correct way in the correct time to make depending on the project that you're taking on. For example, you're taking on a rent to rent, and it's going to cost you for for example altogether I don't know four or five k. It might not be worth necessarily exactly. doing a JV. Maybe just work you know you know work and save up a bit. Um, maybe take out a credit card, whatever it is you want to fund that project with. That's just you know, a bit, it's obviously it's not too expensive. So there's other angles and other things. Maybe you want to borrow money from friends or family, stuff like that. Um, mm. But for a bigger deal, like we'll say, maybe like a flip, where you might need, let's say, 40K or something. Um, and then the profit is looking at, it's going to be around, let's say, 30K, 20K, or whatever it's going to be. Maybe in those examples, maybe, you know, taking a, a loan or, or doing a loan agreement with an investor might be more beneficial. Um, yeah. Another thing that I think is quite negative, or negative, but it might be a con when it comes to JVs, is um, I guess it's the imbalance of the work, like how much work you put into a project, basically. So sometimes you you team up with people who, at the beginning, you said, yeah, let's go, let's go, this, this, that. Ah, then when you start now, you're the one that's sweating. You're there, busting yeah. your back, putting in mad yeah, that. That. and then the other guy there is just there, like, so yeah, what's it going? What's going on? What's everything saying? And so. It's just not really like, no, no, bad, like this guy is never doing that. And Man, we've all been in uni. We've all been in uni when you're doing that group work and you got that yeah. guy that you just have to just like, you're just carrying him. You're just carrying him, this guy. You look like that guy. You look like that guy. Hey, it's, it's only one time I did it. Only one time. Why are you baiting me up? One time. <laughs> one time. You look like you got carried. But that's a, that's a very good point, actually. Mm. And I think another thing as well I want to add to that is some people are, are really, really cheeky. Like it's your first deal, yeah? You have no experience, yeah? You have no money, yeah? <laughs> I know it's tough, isn't it? But you can't not have experience, not have knowledge, not have money, and expect somebody to give you 100K or something. Yeah, facts. Like, you're not really bringing anything to the table. And even if you find a dummy, 
that's able to give you that money. Mm. Yeah. A dummy, you know. <laughs> no, it is because they clearly they didn't do their due diligence to know yeah, that yeah, yeah, this person don't have to yeah. really bring that to the table. Right. You know I mean? But if you do find someone to do it, then it's like it's ethics wise, you're you're kind of gambling someone's money, you know what you're doing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking 50k now, okay. Let me try this breachable laughing that they say. <laughs> <laughs> and then every just goes tits up. Yeah. So I think that's another thing as well. Like, yeah. try and come with experience, knowledge. Like, do you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, because I know it's hard. Like, you know, first deal, no money, no experience, but yeah. I did get get knowledge and. Yeah, because at because like you're saying, at least if you know that you are coming, you know, having never done this before, at least have enough in you to convince someone that you know what you're talking about exactly. completely. Yeah, yeah. That way, you know, exactly. a bit more. And another, another thing as well, I think it's to add the pressure, fam. When you are, you know, partnering, especially when you're on the, tab, on the side of, you know, you find a project, for example, you're finding a, an investor to help, you know, get this project off the ground and stuff. Uh, and, he's, and he's loaned you some money or he's, you've agreed a profit split, wherever it is. Um, yeah. There's added pressure when you're dealing with someone else's money, even more than our, our own, I would say. I think we talked about it with the Tej podcast, like our last podcast with Tej, and we were saying that it's even more pressure when you're dealing with someone else's money than your own. Like, ah, when well, you your own money, it's like, the worst case, in it? Whatever happens, happens, in it? Happens, in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you're borrowing from an investor, now you want to impress them, you want to do mm. a good job so you can go back and do and get some more money. So sometimes, it's not negative, I would say, but it's just something that, you know, it's, it's just something that it would be, it'd be easier or be less, you know, pressure if you had your own money to, to go in on it. But again, this is why, you know, you have to start somewhere in it kind of thing, yeah. Oh, for real. Mm. Yeah. And just, I think, um, another point I wanted to add as well is there's sometimes where you're setting up a JV agreement whereby, just another negative, there's no exit strategy. And what I mean by that is, for instance, let's say me and, let's say me and Kenny weren't friends, like, I don't know you, I met you from a property event, whatever, we got rapport, whatever, and now we're going to do a JV, we're going to buy a house together, yeah? And mm. obviously, when you're buying a house, buying a house is a, and you're not looking to flip it, you're looking to rent it out, right? Now, that's almost infinity. Like, when you, when you have a house and you're looking to rent it, mm. there's no exit strategy, there's no end date. Now, yeah. Kenny, in the next five years, could get married and have kids. And he's that's like, it. I need this money to yeah. my kids. I've got two or something. You know what I mean? And I'm here like, no, nah, <laughs> I want to carry it eating for the profit. But he's like, no, nah, I need a lump sum of 10K. Do you know what I mean? But we didn't discuss mm. that. When there's no exit strategy, it's a bit hard. Obviously, it's easier when you're doing things with like friends and family because I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit easier, isn't it? Yeah. Because in regards to exit strategy, your, your things can't be too, too, too different. Like, you're yeah. in an agreement. But let's say I didn't know you from Adam, but if, if, my life, if your life has changed, what can I say? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Buy the house. And also, just to flip it too, Alright, Goke could be my friend and we decided to go into business together. We've done a JV, you know what I mean? And things are going well. We both, we might have, you know, a, a plan for the house. We might say in five, okay, so we're going to rent it out and in five years time, we're going to try and flip it or try and do a, um, try and sell it on, you know, so we might actually have a plan. But then, two years in now, I find out, let me say something wild. I found out Okay, slept with my missus, you know, <laughs> so like that, you know, episode of EastEnders right now. Hey. Our beefing. Like, we're not even on talking terms. I want my money out, he wants his money out, but or he wants to be so let's say something mad happens where two people that are in a business actually fall out, which does happen often, actually. Um, you know, these you know, this can obviously blur the lines too, so. Yeah, you know, yeah. there are things, there are other things that, that you need to factor into, you know, going into business. There could be some random things that you just don't see coming. So you yeah, do need to have me, these man. plans for everything. God forbid, man. God forbid, but... I can, I can lose this guy, that. This guy's been That's my nightmare, bro. That's my nightmare, bro. That's my nightmare, bro. I'd rather just... That's a nightmare, man. That's man. Family first, man. Family first. Family and friends first, man. But... I think, I think no, you know money. When it no, but this can happen yeah. with family and friends. Money no, it's true. It can happen it's true. with anyone. It's true. It's true. It's true. It can happen with anyone. So it's that's true. why, yeah, there are some factors that you need to that even even though you don't see it coming, you need to plan for anything. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why contracts, or, or I think we'll probably get into it a bit later on in the episode, but that's yeah. why clearly stating what the agreement and what the terms of this joint venture are, you know, in a written contract is so important. Like, mm. 100%, 100%. You don't want this to be like, yeah, shake hands and yeah, we WhatsApp. Yeah, 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 we'll do that deal still. You need to have a written agreement for that. <laughs> even if your best friends, even if your family, whatever it is, obviously if your family, sometimes it's that good to report. Write it, down. Write it but down. Try it as much as you can. Write it down, man. Yeah. You can, please. Down, man. Please, get a contract. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about quite a few you know, negatives. Obviously, we kind of briefly touched on that. Reasons why people do JV and stuff. But in regards to positives, talking about you guys, your experiences as well, why do you think a... JV would be a good thing to do. Like, just just to start off with, like, obviously, like I said at the very start, um, you have access to things that you didn't have access to. Um, But just to, so that just means, for example, you know, um, I might have the funds and someone else has all the knowledge because I've never done it before. And I might say, look, bro, you know, I have this money, but like, can you help me along the way? Because I see that you've done this a few times then you can get their help but just to add an extra element to that you also gain experience from them so you might not know how much so you might decide to you might have the knowledge or a bit of knowledge you got the funds though but you need a builder Mm -hmm. so then you might JV with a builder because they do projects Mm -hmm. and then because of that you know you do one project with him or her and you find out okay you know to to do a standard refurb on a two-bed three-bed house of of this nature cost about 15k and then you do two more then you start thinking okay i can start to estimate i can see where costs and things come into play so bit by bit you're actually learning too as part of it so i I think just in terms of having access to things that you didn't have access to before and also being able to actually learn while you're doing it uh, you know is a way where i think jvs are pretty good yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say as well, just to build on that as well, I would say the flexibility is really good, especially when you're getting the uh, your joint venture with friends and family. Like I've seen that as an example myself that when like a good friend or a close family member can you know, can give you money for a project, for example, or joint venture with you on a project, there's just a, a lot less pressure to to on, on that money. Do you know what I'm trying to say they most likely put you know have that in excess or whatever it is, and they they trust you with it. And they they're gonna be hounding you every you know every six months or every couple of months. So when I get my money back, whoa, 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 it's just sort of like you know you know let, oh, how's it going? How are things going? You know they're encouraging you. They want it. They, they want it to. I just think um, joint ventures are good because they allow you to access certain deals. But again, where you're getting it from, if it's friends or family, there's just, uh, there's more flexibility. There's more less pressure. Um, and then it's just it's just a, it's just a nicer thing rather than going to, to have to go to the bank. If you can go to a friend. And they can they can loan you the money for a big deal that you know you need to take, and if you don't get that point, you're gonna lose out. You know, it's a it's a it's a big benefit to have. It's a big tool in your in your capital. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> in addition to that as well, obviously, my my thing as well is obviously in regards to the money. Sometimes you don't have to raise as much money that you might need if you're doing it by yourself. Obviously, you can tap into their finance as well. Um, example I give is my first ever JV. Um, I think the person put in. 60% of the money we had to raise, I only put in 40%. Mm. But the way, and we, it was still a 50-50 split, but the reason it made sense for him to still split at 50-50 is because what I said to him, because obviously I said, I'll manage the property for you after. Yeah. So after we get the key, we've done up the house and whatever, you don't need to have a hair for, from tenant again. Like, all you mm. money every month. Do you know what I mean? And I'll just do it and manage it. I'll find the tenants for you. And I'll manage the property for you. Do you know what I mean? So in that situation there, both of you are still putting in money, but someone's putting in more money. And then just to kind of validate why you should get equal split, you add something else to it at the end, which is like management. So something yeah. that work. And in that specific situation, he was the one that found the house in the first place. But oh, okay. find something to kind of balance why, justify why, you know, you should be getting 50 I think what you said as well is key because... Um, just so that people know, it doesn't always have to be a 50-50 split. It's, it can be as flexible as you want it to be. It can be a thing where you're not going to be able to add much, you know, but, you know, you've got just the money. Or yeah. it, it could be that, you, you know, you just have a certain thing. Where, but, you know, it's very flexible in that you can say, all right, you're getting 30%, I'm getting 70 Or, 
you're getting 55, I'm getting 45. Like, right. it's what you two decide. Yeah. It's what you and the person decide. Yeah. So it's very flexible. Yeah. That's also a reason why it's not 50-50 has to be this. I have to justify why right. it should be 50-50. It's just straight. This is what two people have agreed and is now signed for. Yeah. I, think, I think that's such a big point you made, you know, because I think people will be listening to the podcast or listen to this video, yeah, and be thinking, but how can I, you know, you're talking about numbers like 50k. We've said numbers like 50k, 100k, all this kind of stuff in the core and everything. How can I get that? And you know, we we always kind of push this idea of like knowledge. This is why we kind of give knowledge on our podcast, and we, we you know we encourage you to kind of get more knowledge out there because the more knowledge you get, the more access to funds you can actually get as well. The more access to funds you can get. So it's not only people that have big money that can get involved in property. We, we always scream it that you know wherever you're from, wherever background you're from, you can get involved in property. And that's because the knowledge is key. Like the knowledge is literally key in this in this game. If you're able to find a patch, for example, we're in Birmingham, um, we're, we're in different areas in the Midlands as well, but we're we're mainly in Birmingham. So we know areas in Birmingham where, for example, a HMO would really work effectively. So if someone wanted to find a project in um, in Birmingham, they might come to us and say, okay, you know, I'm looking to to, to purchase a HMO or I'm looking to convert a free bed into HMO. Where can I look? What areas should I look for? And we can say, you know, this is an area. This is actually a project and we're happy to project manage it and also um, to manage it and to rent it out and all these kind of things. So, you know, you, you become more attractive the more the more knowledge you have about particular strategies, where you're based, your patch, um, and then you're able to kind of find people you can you can um, you can work with. And yeah, I think we'll go into kind of how you can find people like that later on in the, in the So I think that's that's just really powerful that you can be very flexible with these deals. Um, because of you know that you have you bring something to the table, wouldn't it? Like, you know. I mean, just just to add to that as well, because I'm sure some of them might be listening. They might think, "Well, I got 100k in the bank, or I got money, money. You know, I'm ready to invest." But another benefit, if you're that kind of person that you have money but you don't have the right deal, is if you can partner up with a JV partner, like I can just say someone that's local, for instance, yeah, you're avoiding paying sourcing fee. Some people charge you know two percent for sourcing fee. Mm. Obviously, if you're finding a JV partner that's going to find that deal for you. That's the, the value that they're bringing. So you're gonna, you don't need to pay that. Another thing as well, if it's a property that you're refurbing, project management fee. Some people charge up to 10% for project management fee. Again, you probably avoid paying that. So it could save you some money as well if you're someone with money. If you just literally find somebody that can just do those things, source, manage, and project manage, and then it'll kind of make sense. But just to move on a little bit, um, I think we're gonna talk about tips now. Go to the next section and talk about some tips on why or on I guess let's look at how to find a JV partner. Yeah. We'll look at the kind of structure uh joint venture agreement as well, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So JV partners, where do we find these people? Because you know, you said <laughs> you said it's business, so where do yeah. you find it? Uh-huh. I'll I'll start I'll start for this one, um, because I've already kind of touched on it already, but uh, first one you, where you could you know find JV partners is friends and family like mm-hmm. um, people in your family and this is why we're so passionate about when you get to property family <coughs> tell people about your in it in it tell people tell the whole world sorry no I said scream it bro yeah, scream it bro scream it like we told we told the whole world we are in Birmingham we do this we do that we do beach Palau, we do HMO we do this that way people can know and you know even if it, like whatever it is they know they can come to us and they can talk to us about a particular subject and then Obviously, we're friends and family. We're not hiding as well. We're very open. You know, everyone knows that we're in property. We let them know. And so, if there's there's been well, there's been circumstances where our family has given us money for particular projects and we JV'd with them, um, and that's been like the first way we kind of brought first way I got into property that way as well. Um, so yeah, friends and family is a big one, and that's the way I've been. That's everywhere where everyone should start. You know, friends and family. You just never yeah. know. You just never know. Yeah. You never know who, what auntie has five yards. Or what? Wow, yeah. you never know. Like half a yeah, mil, yeah. You just never know. Like you just never know. That's it. and make yourself attractive. Like yeah, like you know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing. Put out content. Mm. I let people see it. Mm. So um, I think, I think um, another one as well is, um, which is probably another powerhouse of one is networking events. Because obviously you're going to the same. So you're going to the one event, um, and in this one event you have you know like-minded people that are all looking to do the same thing you know um so it's just an it's just an easy way to just naturally network with people find out what they're on oh you're looking to invest in Birmingham oh 
I actually happen to live up there and I know quite a bit about the area. Mm. Oh, okay, we should do a partnership together because I know the area, I can find you properties. Oh, I've got the money. Or you could be a thing where, all right, I have the money. I'm in London. No, sorry. Um, I, you know, I don't have, you might have something else and someone else has got the money or you might have the money, someone else has got the knowledge. But either way, you're in the perfect place where both of you can come together, naturally just start talking connecting and find out that you can actually help each other so mm. networking events i think just to add to the networking event as well i think generally when you go to networking events generally two different types of people there's mr money man and mr no money like so if these for example if you're mr no money you ain't got money but you've got the experience and you're raring to go make sure when you're in these networking events don't go around asking for money because i'm, I'm gonna say that straight away bro <laughs> i need money to raise project. i need money like people are gonna look yeah. at you, they, they'll be looking at you from afar saying, look, we've gone to someone else, look, look, <laughs> And it just leaves a bad taste. I think yeah. the best thing you just do is when you're meeting someone, having a conversation, just tell them about your projects. Tell them about what you're doing. Don't even talk about money. Don't talk about oh, what right. you need. Like, let them be so curious, so fascinated about the actual project that they're like, okay, let's mm. link up. Like, let's talk about, you know, how, how you can help, I can help you or blah, blah, blah. And obviously the second type of people in, the people that actually have money, and if you're someone who has money and you're going to a networking event, the most important thing, again, is just talking to people and asking questions. Mm. Like, I will ask people about what projects they're doing. Mm. I'll first start saying, let, let me see your projects. Like, can I come out and see some of the mm. stuff you're doing? Because when you do that, you can actually physically see what people are doing, build the trust, uh, and, and kind of know that they're, they're kind of legit as well. Um, but all in all, as a, as a overall, when it comes to networking event, it's not even a case of you're going there and saying you're going to be my JV partner. You need to build relationships. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Really, the first time you might meet them, then you might go for a coffee or tea. Then you might have another meeting. Then you might agree on the deal. Like I give an example. My first ever JV partner. I met at a networking event, and it was literally we, we was talking about. I was saying what I was doing. He was saying what he was doing, yeah. and then we was like, okay, let's link up. We linked up, had tea or whatever, sat down, kind of, it ended up us, I, I, I ended up explaining what my plans are, what my goals are. He was saying what his plans are, what his goals are. Over time, we didn't even do, we didn't even do a JV at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I just helped him do something. Like, I think I, I, I helped him manage a couple of properties. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, we're doing JVs together. And I'm mm-hmm. like, sometimes you have to play the long game as well when it comes to general. Not, not, even, not, not even sometimes, bro. I think that's, that's the name of this game, to be honest. I think it's sort of like a long-term game. So it's all about relationship building, do you know what I'm saying? Down from your builders to, to your cleaner up to joint vent, like people go to joint venture. It's all about relationships. But I like that you made that point that it's not like you just go to the networking events. And I just want to like, again, like reiterate that point that I, I'm looking to raise money. Fam, that is the worst thing to do, fam. That is worst. Like, the worst thing you can do. Like that is, it's even gonna repel people from you. Do you know what I'm saying? It's people will be like, I don't want to work with him. He, he looks desperate. But you want to go in there and just yeah, like you said, talk about your projects, let people know what you're up to, you know, if ask, you know, to give value on the day as well. Like say, oh, mm-hmm. anyone wants to come down and you know, do some of the projects I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm doing in um, in Berman or wherever it is, you know, we're welcome to come down and I'll show you around the, pro- the properties. You know, you're gonna attract way more people rather than just screaming that you know you need you know a certain amount of money in the room like no yeah and obviously just to sort of go off that as well you know um sort of networking events we have the idea that it's strictly just you know maybe going out going to like a venue and blah 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 but this can be joining forums can be joining groups it can be just any type of way that you can network because sort of another story as well i've met up um so there was a guy um, I think the very first rent to rent we did, he somehow, you know, sort of found out what we do. And he was in London at the time where I was. So we agreed to meet up and then, and it was just a meet up. He like, he just wanted to know a bit more about what I did. And I also wanted to know a bit more about what he did. And, you know, it's nice to have company in the same field that you're in. So we just met up for coffee, just talking about just random stuff as well. And then found out that, you know, he knew about all of the systems that people use to like project manage and things like that. And that was something that I was looking into because we were doing everything with our own power, just writing down on a piece of paper, using Excel. Like we don't, we didn't have systems and that at that time, that's what we were trying to get. So, you know, through natural sort of relationships that, that we were just trying to build, 
we actually found out how we could help each other. And that could be how you start your first JV. It, it hasn't got to be a thing where you go in straight away like, oh, I need money or I need someone who can, you know what I mean, do this for me. It should just be all right. Look, he's doing the same thing that I'm doing. We're both like-minded people. You know what I mean? Let's just you, you sort of help each other out somehow or let's just start this friendship and, you know, just see what happens. 100%. 100%. I hear that, man. I hear yeah. Um, next section, we moved on to giving some tips on how to kind of structure a JV agreement. Um, I know generally um, the first thing to normally consider is roles and responsibilities. Mm. Uh, that's how I'll, I'll, this one's coming to you, innit? Because okay. I know you, you, you understand this section and it's very, very important to you. So, <laughs> yeah. Roles and responsibilities, why is it important and what, what's kind of that like example of that roles and responsibilities that might be in a joint venture agreement? Yeah, so I think, yeah, like you said, it's, it's so important early on um, to know exactly what roles and responsibilities you play in, in the joint venture. Um, again, I think one thing you should do, if you can, uh, all well and good, like, you know, having a conversation about how we want to work together, but hopefully that putting that down, or not even hopefully, making sure you put that down in a contract and sort of you know, outline how that, how, you know, what I take care of what, and what that person takes care of. Um, and I give an example of that, for example, um, even when I was doing a joint venture, I think it was last year or two years ago, uh, last year, just over last year, um, it was a joint venture on like a service accommodation. Um, and it was just making sure that in that, in that service, we took on a service accommodation, I won't say whether it's a rent or rent or whatever it was, but we took on a service accommodation. And my role in that was to make sure that we get bookings, I take care of the admin and stuff like that. Um, and make sure that I basically take care of all the stuff online, basically. And then the other person um, had the roles and responsibility to basically physically, you know, meet the guests that they had to make sure they take care of, um, um, sort of the, the linen and, and and changes and stuff like that. Um, and so in that in that in that relationship, it was very easy to know when someone else is, you know, not pulling their weight or someone's messing up because we can say we can go back to the original agreement and say, look, you know, you said you're going to do this, but you're not doing it, or you say you say I'm going to do this and you haven't done it, kind of thing like that. Um, so again, yeah, I just think it's just important to to establish early on like what your roles and responsibilities are, and then you have a criteria to kind of like mark how well you're doing towards that. And again, if you can, you know, in most of the scenarios that we get into, we have like an exit strategy, um, and that exit strategy should be clearly stated as well inside that 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 plan as well, so that you know whether you is the end end goal is to flip it or to sell it or whatever it is. At least you know. Okay, cool. You can, you can, you can, you can pay that person back, or you, they can pay you back, and you can go your separate ways. Yeah. yeah. And just to add on that as well, um, it makes everything flow a lot better. Like, um, I know that you know there was a book that I read, um, Essentialism, that sort of teaches you this. But it's very key. I always told Goke about this book, but it's it's very key because okay, if you don't establish at the very start, okay. Okay's doing this, Kenny's doing this, Akin's doing this. Mm. We can all be doing the same thing. And yeah. obviously, if you look at it in terms of like a circle and every arrow is your effort in these different areas, yeah, yeah. you can all do the same thing and do a decent job and then the arrows will be how far you've gone in each area. So yeah. they could be sort of short arrows. But if you focus your energy on that one task, mm. then your arrow is going to be huge, you know? Mm. And then if Okay's doing it that way, I'm doing it that way, Akin's doing it that way, we can actually do a much better job if we yeah. actually just do our, you know, just do our role, just do what we're actually meant to do, do what's on the piece of paper. So, yeah, it actually makes the job a lot smoother and better if you, first of all, say, okay, this is what we're doing and everyone agrees on it, you know. I will go as far as literally, for example, if you're buying a house for someone, yeah, note down, like, have a separate agreement with the joint venture agreement, who's calling their state agent? Who's chasing up the solicitor? Mm. Who's speaking to the mortgage broker? Like, as in, it needs to be that detailed because mm. yeah, you know, it's going to be like, especially like you don't want both of you lot doing the same thing because a, a state agent or solicitor might be like, yeah, but I spoke to your boy earlier, mm. and he said something else. Yeah, <laughs> let's let someone take responsibility for certain different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, another one I've got as well is that um, is to, I, and I didn't learn this until later on in my journey, but. To discuss the things that could potentially go wrong as well. So, my first point was sort of, you know, suggesting that, you know, we, we you know, we outlined the different roles and responsibilities based on, you know, this thing going really well. So, I mean, you do this, I do this, and we're gonna make more of the money. But in the worst case scenario, it's also good to to take those contracts or those, you know, when you're agreeing on agreeing on those terms, yeah, 
you know, discuss what things can go wrong and just have open and honest conversations. So before you even enter into agreement, you've looked at the worst case scenario, you looked at the best case scenario, and then you're going into it with a, you know, almost like a, a more realistic mindset rather than just going in there optimistic, like, you know, we're, we're going to do, we're going to do, for example, we're going to do this, um, we're going to do a flip deal. And then in your head, you know, you've got a, a price you're going to sell at, but then it ends up not selling at that price. It would be good if you could say, you know, worst case, worst, worst case, we'll sell at this price. And that way, the deal just has a bit more security. People feel more comfortable in it rather than just saying, you know, this is going to go great. Everything's going to play perfectly. And then when things start getting left, you're looking, yeah, just doing this. Mm-hmm. Just Especially if you're the one that brought the deal to the table and the investors yeah. look like, you said I'm going to make 30K at the end of this. So mm-hmm. now what? Like, yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah. very important. I'll even go as far as, I even go as far as having a session. and say, okay, today we're linking up. Yeah. All we can talk about is all the things that are going to go wrong. Have it because then you know, in it, do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's expectation because there's so many variables that can happen. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, like, just to go off what you guys are saying, so we first of all, um, said you know how to structure it by having a list of roles, um, and then you're saying that also, um, to talk about the things that could go wrong and sort of include it within this structure or this contract to have like a sort of breakout clause if something goes wrong. Yeah, is that yeah. what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, like an exit strategy. Yeah. For example, an exit strategy. If, if, for example, the deal is gone over budget, like you lot said it was going to cost 130, now project is now costing 150, who's going to pay the extra 20? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You just have that yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, my man might turn around and say, no, I don't have the money because you said... A plan B could be like you lot might say, okay, I'm gonna put in the extra extra money, or you lot might be like, okay, then we're gonna have to get an extra joint venture partner. Mm. Like, we're gonna have to get it's all documented now. Exactly. So you mm. can talk about all those things before. Okay, we've spoken about that. What Rosen responsibility? Talking about what can go wrong. Most importantly, obviously, percentage split. Like, how am I making money? Yeah, 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 yeah. Facts, facts. Outline that very clearly. Yeah, yeah. On that topic, what I would want to say is make sure you don't sign up for anything you're not happy with. Hey, along the line, when resentment yeah. starts setting in, like you're yeah, like, yeah. Nah, I should have said 50 plus 50. Yeah, and that. that's so important, you know. That's why we always say, like, I think you said it earlier <laughs> in the podcast, yeah. <laughs> you love me now, so late. No, no, but, no, no, because I was just thinking of a funny story. Like, you'll just get... Did share? Did share? People calling... No, no, no. You'll just get people calling you saying, hey, you know, hey, maybe we should go over, you know, some new strategies. <laughs> maybe we should go over some new strategies. But, you know, all this time, they're nah, just trying to get more money from you and just go back to what they said and say uh, something uh, new. Uh, hey, maybe we should revisit some of those, you know... I mean, you signed the contract, so... <laughs> Sign the contract. The poor. Right? <laughs> but, but what I would say is, yeah, you don't want to. You, you want to try and avoid that as much as you can. You do mm. kind of want each, if you can, both parties to feel really good about the terms they agreed on. That way, mm. it's just it's just better vibe when you're doing the deal, and everyone wants to come back and do another one. Because if someone feels like they, you know, you, like you, you done me over, Akin. Like, yeah, you done me over. over so. Yeah, there's certain people that the terms that you try to bring to the table was like, nah, you're being a bit too cheeky. You know what I'm trying to say you can be cheeky. Mm. Everybody's entitled to be cheeky. We're being too cheeky there, and it's, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, innit? Like. You might go ahead with it, but you're not going back there, are you? 100% not. 100% not. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm Very important to not kind of know. All right, but then, yeah, this is okay. I don't know if I'm going to throw you off by saying this, but I'm just saying, don't let's say it's off. you. <laughs> let's say it's you, yeah? yeah. Like, let's say it's you, you know, you've signed a contract with someone, yeah. you know, and you're getting, say, 10%. But then you realize, hmm, hold on a second. I'm doing a lot of work here for just that 10%. <laughs> so what do you do then? Is that a story for another day? No, I mean, obviously, the contract's there, isn't it? Like, yeah. that's the, like the contract's there to protect yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, at the end so day, you'll come knowing that you like you have no 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 right, really, but let me just see. Yeah, oh. yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. You know your chest that you're the dummy in the situation, so you have to own that dummy. <laughs> <laughs> know, man, hold man. that L, hold that L. And yeah, just make sure you don't do it again. Don't do it again. All three of us will do that. Just out of the fact that I signed the paper, I agreed. I'm a man of my word. I'm, let me burn silence. I'm a man of my word, innit? I'm a integrity. I'm a great integrity. Let me pay this. Let me, let me burn silence. <laughs> I just let it go, man. I just 
that's very important is um, knowing or having in your JV contract is security, like mm. to make sure both parties are protected. So what mm. I mean by that is, for example, if me and you are buying a house now, yeah? Okay, we've got a joint venture agreement, but what's to say you you have your name on the property and I don't have my name on the property. What's to say you just don't dust out or just, mm. do you know what mm. I mean? The joint venture agreement protects you, the partnership, However, if you don't have some sort of security in the in the contract, then mm. it's it's a bit mad. So I'll give you an example. So there's basically three ways you can kind of like protect yourself or add security. Yep. So for example, let's say me and Akin were buying a house now, yeah. The problem that the house is in my name, but it's not in your name. Yep. One thing you can do is put a charge on the property. So sure. you Akin can put a charge on the property. That means if I want to sell that property or do anything with that property. I have to come back to you. I have to have permission from you. Mm. I do that. Obviously, another way of doing it is maybe both of us having our names on the property. So we're just yeah, buying yeah, it together. Yeah. Like, my name, your name, the mortgage lender is mm. underwriting both of us. Or the third way, the best way, which I think is the best way, is just getting an SPV, so setting up a company. Yeah. And then you both of you be directors of Shell. Yeah. And that way, yeah. everyone's protected. SPVs are, are seen as probably the most secure way, especially now, like in today's age, like to 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 invest. For example, if we're going to invest in a, in a in a in a house together, to set up SPV and then and buy the property under that SPV. That way, we've both got like 50, 50 shares. Yeah, we've got maybe 50, 50 shares. Lenders love it as well. So I think that's that's mm-hmm. important. I think even with all those three that you mentioned, yeah, I think the main thing at the end of the day as well is just trust as well in it. Like I think. You, you no matter what we're saying all this JV, JV, JV stuff. You never get into into a deal with someone that you don't feel, um, you know. If you have to if you have to focus too much on the security, depending on how big the deal, the deal is, obviously, if you've got a huge deal, security is so important. You know, investing through SPV would make sense. But let's say it's just buying a house, me and you, yeah. You know, if you have to go through too much loopholes, have to ask too many questions at the end of the day, fam. Sometimes you just think, is it really worth it? You know what I'm saying, at, at a certain level, you put in the contract, you put in the certain terms. And then you just move forward rather than keep going back and forth for too much and just getting going too ham jams in. But that's just my opinion, isn't it? That's my personal opinion, isn't it? You're saying maybe it's not meant to be when there's when you're asking for too many, too many, too many things. When it's yeah. going back and forth too too much, like to a point where it's just like you don't even feel you feel like you're losing something on the door. Like someone always feels like one up one up in the other person. Yeah, it just doesn't feel completely comfortable. Yeah, sometimes it's long. Yeah, sometimes I have to move I have to move on. Yeah, and. Sometimes that's it. Like, sometimes you just got to go with your gut. You know what I mean? Sometimes, oh, like, another tip as well is that just while we round up, like, is that sometimes you may, you know, just because that person's your best friend, they may not be the best business partner. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you know well and truly, yes, this is my best friend. Yeah, we have a lot in common. We never argue. But when you go into business, you might argue with them. Money involved. Because you know? yeah. when there's money involved, you know, you can't, like, for example, I can choose to go into best friend, um, into business with a best friend, but then I realize that I should have known anyway. But then I realize this guy's kind of lazy, you know, mm. and I and I need this job done. Or this guy's always late. And yeah. He had a meeting with a client and he was one hour late. Or mm. you know what I mean? There can be so many factors into that can sort of come into play. So obviously, maybe choosing a business partner too, it shouldn't always like it shouldn't mm. just be emotional sometimes you've got to go with just you know can can both of you maybe give me some tips on maybe i know obviously this this particular episode is about joint ventures and and yeah using your knowledge or the finance to get involved with deals but maybe give me some tips on how to or give us some tips about how to find a good partner full stop in business i'm trying to say Mm, i mean like i said know who you're going into business with that's Mm. the first step that i can make about how you you know because if you don't know them if you don't know what they're going to bring to the table what kind of person they are you know, um, and just in terms of their vision, do you have the same vision? Mm. Like, yeah, we might have all of this in, in place, but my vision is to build luxury homes. Your vision is to just get anyone in there, any Tom, Dick and Harry, for example. Mm. So you might not want to, or you might say, all right, my vision is to get as many as possible. Someone else's vision is to, you know, be comfortable, just be cozy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you need to have the right vision too when you're picking someone. So know who you're going into business with and have the right vision. Saying that, saying that. What about you, Gots? What do you think? Well, I mean, my main one is just quite similar to what you just said, but 
does your values align? Like, are you mm. same wavelength when it comes to that? Like, are you, what's your integrity like? Are you, are you, do you know what I mean? Are you, mm. are you, like, when you look at values, just like, are you both on the same plane? Mm. Important, man, because some people be scammers out there, you know, or some people might be a bit, might be a bit too, too cheeky when it comes to certain negotiations and stuff like that. They might always want to cut corners. Cut corners, exactly. Like, mm. I'm comfortable with that because when it comes to it, and you find out that this guy's doing this, and you're like, oh, like, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. He's like, no, but let's make it, let's make this money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I think that's that's what I would say, to be honest. So, mm. Any... No last, I think that's about it, isn't it? Well, I think that's about it, man. I think I think it's been a good episode. I think it's funny because when we dropped the, we, dropped, we actually dropped Joint Ventures podcast like last year, yeah, and it didn't really get like much. I don't really talk about listens because I don't really talk about it much, but it didn't really get the listens that I wish it wish it could because I think it's such a good episode. But I hope this one gets a bit more listens because it's it's a very powerful like yeah yeah, yeah to get into property that people kind of just like oversee. They think, oh, let me just get a job. And then we work because some people got some good jobs out here. They're working for really good jobs, um, and they're doing really well. Um, and they want to every couple of years buy a property, but they don't even know with that same job they can do more deals. You know, you know, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Regularly as well, like just because of the fact that you know people, like, for example, if you meet like a husband and wife who are both on a high earners and they, you know, they work well together, not just as a partners as a relationship, but as business partners, they can go on to do loads of way bigger stuff than one person. You know, as a team, you can always do more. Um, the more people involved in it, so. I think, you know, yeah, I've seen it with you guys and other people I've worked with. So I think it's just such an important thing. Like, yeah, be where I am. Yeah, like it can definitely shorten the, your time frame. Like what you could have got done in five years, you know, doing JV, you can get done in one year almost. Right. So right. You, you definitely can't sort of overlook the power of a good JV, you know? 100%. All right. So if we're going to round going to, up. I'm going to take us out in prayer or just leave? <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna round up, well, Akin can do that, isn't it? But if we're gonna round up, just to go over some of the things that we've said, so we spoke about JV. What is a JV? The different types of JVs, um, the pros and cons of of both, and then just some tips on how to structure it and how to go into business. Goku is still laughing at, at this. Do you want to lead us in prayer? <laughs> 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 I was being serious. I was being serious, but anyway, it's calm. No, no I mean, yeah, I mean, just do your thing, innit? You know what I'm saying? I mean, right, cool. Are we done? Yeah, we're done, man. Thank you guys for listening, man. Take care. Peace. Peace. So I feel like racism is more pronounced in America. The disease is still there. The same, it's the same disease, but it just manifests in a different way. And Britain, British culture is way more reserved, so it's more systematic. I think in America, you have the systematic and then you have the overt. But also the history of America is, is to do with race relations. Whilst a lot of the people that are in within London have come from, like my family's from Uganda, come from Africa, come from the Caribbean. So they've come from this culture and they've kind of like usually come from the Commonwealth and have been colonized. By, by the West, so we're like navigating that. But you, it's why a lot of black British artists are in America. It's not seen in England, but it's felt, and it's oppressive, and it stops you from becoming your best you at times. I think racism just, just sucks, innit? <laughs> Across the board, innit? Like, no matter how it comes out, it just, it's kind of fucking shit. <laughs>